Yes! The jackass. First frontier. Intro for your ass. The vision is vivid, the way the picture is painted A lot of young rappers think I'm just severely thinking About income or money, they really ain't making They must have me mistaken, ain't no thinking on my end Is it dividends, is what a nigga really feel Not the richest nigga lie, but no one is broke Let me get back to the words, fucking vibe for Game full of shit, stop for feet to flush the toilet Rap niggas is poison, bell bend the ball on the ankles of the rest of these niggas on that boat, smoking dickens, niggas tripping, got no flow In they lyrics, get on mic, spitting garbage, I'm down in here They ass filthy, it's time to be clear like a fan in the kitchen I'm just not catching nothing that y'all pitching My circle, best of the best, the rest, there's no need to miss it The stars here, the rest, it's time to build them I waste niggas, waste music, then I'm here to race Eradicate, terminate, finish it, finale Throw a jacket for the journey, so don't mind me My behavior is violent, well I guess you'll see I'm a season product of the DMV Episode 16, and, and we got a very, very special guest tonight. Yes, um, we do. And y'all mean, because she's a celebrity chef, I, I, I think the super name for this episode is Everybody Eats. Everybody, Everybody eats. eats. Everybody Eats. I think that's a suitable name for this, right? Yeah. So we have a special guest tonight, um, celebrity chef, Kalisha Simmons. Now, we're going to get into that, but we're going to get more into that. But anyway, tell me how you doing. How things on your end? I'm doing good. Things are doing good. Another day, Wednesday hump day. So it's downhill from here. Just, you know, getting the kids ready for school. Camp coming to an end and trying to get things back rolling, you know. Already? Yeah. My kids go back at the beginning of August. Oh, man. That's no bueno. Oh, yeah. But everything's been good, you know, making it, kicking it. Playing my Powerball numbers, hoping, you know, they drop for me. Man, listen, if you win, you better break me off something. I just need a couple hundred thousand. Man, until <laughs> I get everything cleared off, I ain't saying nothing. I ain't saying nothing. Now, if, if, if I'm going to say you win, you win $100 million. I can't. Man, that's got to be 1% of your money, $100,000. Well, let me tell you something. Be grateful for whatever I do get. That's what it is. Because something is better than nothing. So I'm going to write it off as a gift. That's why people fall out. Because of that mindset right there. They think people owe them. It's like, yeah, it's like Man. people are entitled. You ain't talking oh, no. this. No. I was just saying. But look, I'm going to write it off as a gift. And, and it'd be a whole text right off. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the kids ready to go back to school already? Yeah, they go back at the beginning of August. 
Man, it feel like school school just uh ended. Well, my kids got out of school in May. May 23rd, I think, was their last day. That's still short. Like, when I know when I was young, we got well, out of school at, at the beginning of June, and we didn't go back there after Labor Day. Well. I guess that's why we so dumb now, right? Uh, no, <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. But what I think it is, you know, there were less days off that we took in the um outside of holidays like now nah, these kids and then holidays fell it seemed like they fell kind of different so yeah now these kids they out for everything yeah i'm like you scratch your knee you out for two weeks scratch yeah, your knee holiday you know they took that you know um synchronous working um working you know homework from home from um covid and they just ran with it like they have a asynchronous work home you know, work from home day, like at least once a month. So, Man, you, you know, it's crazy. And that, that COVID opened up, opened eyes for a lot of things. Like people ain't got to go to the office no more. Kids can get schooled from home. You sick, lay in the bed with your laptop. <laughs> nah, I don't think that's good for kids though. Man. Maybe, maybe in our you know generation because we actually played outside more and we were more social. But these kids yeah. are not outside as much as we used as much as we used to be. And so they get like cabin fever and stuff like that. They need to be around each other. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, yeah, that does make sense. But goddamn, they some over already. I know they pissed off, man. Well, they gotta be pissed off, but hell, I don't get no some off. So they they'll <laughs> take y'all ass to work. That's y'all job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hell. Oh man, how you been doing? Man, I've been doing good. I've been doing good. Um, my youngest son about to go on a cruise with his uh, um with his mama for her birthday. Her birthday next week. Okay. Yeah, it's next week, and he going on the birthday cruise with her. I'm like, I look, I was like, you better than me because he ain't going with me in October. Man, that's messed <laughs> up. I, I'm be out there, bitch. Man, I I take him. His time was to go was now, but he's going with her because she asked, could he go? I said, like, okay, cool. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but everything else has been cool, man. Everything's been like smoothing out. Like everything's been up, on the up and up. Um, I just published a, another book. It, I just awesome. released another book. Yeah, that's right. Um, I have another book coming out August first, and um, I just submitted my articles, my um, for my journalist portfolio. So I just submitted an article to a magazine that I, I'm working for now. So uh, okay. I got feedback. They said they loved it. And it's like, yeah, man, we like how you just put different spells on stuff. I'm like, yeah, man, you know, that's what I do. I'm a writer. So right, see, hey. there you go. Keep on pushing. Keep on going to the next level. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, things, things be good, though. So, damn, I would say with all the, the good, the bad, we do have a celebrity chef on here and all this stuff. So I might as well talk about a bad time that I ate. Story time with me. Oh Lord, yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of scared, but go ahead. I'm scared for the people. <laughs> All right, man, listen. Story time with me. Everybody eats, right? So I used to mess with this girl, Ooh. right? And we was fun. It was good. We was young, whatever the case may be. I was young. She was older than me. I think about a little bit, maybe three or four years. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So anyway, anyway, she would be like, she would come over, we would hang out, we would do the do, she would go home, stuff like that. So she would say, hey, you know, back then I was a savage, I didn't care. 
I would say, she was like, hey, how come you never go down on me? I always go down on you. I said, well, baby, look, smell that. She'd be like, but you'll be fucking it, though. I said, young, savage, don't care, no standards. I was like, okay, cool, right? <laughs> so anyway, so she kept pestering me about it. Well, if you ain't going to eat it, I'm going to find somebody else that's going to eat it, right? Oh, Lord. So I was like, man, why are you going to do that to me? We're having a good time. You know what I'm saying? You're going to mess up the good time because I won't eat. I was like, hmm, smell that. I don't want to eat that. I just want to hump on it and go home. And she was like, but that's so messed up. How could you say that to me? And I would put my finger down and then I put it underneath her nose. I said, you smell that? I said, now go get the, I was like, go get in the shower. No, uh, I left, went home. Three days later, I went back over there. And I said, she's like, mm, I'm in a mood, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're touching herself. She's going in, put some lingerie on, stuff like that. So this night, I was completely 100% sober, right? Okay. I'm completely 100% sober. So I was like, well, I smell it through, I smell it through the wrapper. Like, she, when you put some lingerie on, you can smell it through the wrapper. I was like, no, I'm good. I don't, I don't think we need to do anything. She said, like, I just got out the shower, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I said, no, but well, I'm just going to go because I'm not in the mood for this. Ew. Right? Yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm not in the mood for this. And, he, and what was crazy, she was like, a, she was like, she wasn't no big girl. You know, big girls kind of, they they don't naturally have smell, but like, she was like, kind of small, like petite a little bit. So I was like, man, maybe, maybe she got, like, got something or whatever the case may be. Right? So I don't know. I, I mean, now I think about it, I'm like, damn, it's crazy. So anyway, I, she came over <laughs> to my crib. We was in there chilling. And she was like, hey, would you, let's go to the club. We went to the club, got hammered drunk. Hammered, hammered, hammered drunk. She almost got me this time. Hammered drunk. She going in. She, you know what I'm saying? She stopped going down to me. She tried to call us to flipping the leg on my face so we could do 69. And I just grabbed her leg and pushed her over. Like, nah, baby, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh my goodness! Hey, it was it was bad. I was it was bad. I was like, I don't even know why I was having sex with this girl, but I was young, no standards. I just wanted to get my meat wet. That's the problem with the world right now. Dudes is young, no standards. Just want to get their meat wet, right? Everybody got to eat though. So anyway, so she kept pestering me, pestering me, pestering me. Cause she went out with her homegirls. Her homegirls were trying to tell her like, well, if he's telling you this, maybe you need to try to do something about it. Right? So she came over to the crib one night. I've been in there for me and a couple of my pops was in there drinking. And it actually smelled good. I was like, ah, okay. It's about to go down. I was like, what you did? But I was like, oh, I was like, that's the way it's supposed to smell. Right? So we get uh, upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Okay, so I'm about to get, let me get to it. Okay, so we get upstairs. We start getting to it, boy. I go down. I start eating that thing. I'm tearing that thing up. Now you I'm know you're tearing up. You probably hurting somebody. You know how they, you, you get the arch in your back. You start lifting up like the shoulder blades down there coming off. Like she was like, like, uh, like you know what I'm saying? It was bad. Like, she was folded like this. Aww. Right. So anyway, so I'm down there doing my thing. Whatever case may be, I'm like, yeah. I was like, damn, this joint juicy. It's good, right? Whatever the case may be. So she came. Off of the the head. Okay. So I thought. So I thought. So 
got up. I said, shit. She said, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I go in the bathroom, go look in the mirror. It was blood all over my motherfucking face. She oh came my out God! And that That's so nasty! <laughs> Ew! <laughs> she came with a period all over my face. And I knew you was a, I knew you was a vampire. Hey man, listen. I knew you was a vampire. I knew you were one of them. Hey, no, man, listen. I didn't like I, get I, down I didn't know. with the bloody I, Mary. I just that, listen, it was dark. I thought she got really, really wet. Yeah, no, but eat. you know everything. You talking about oh, this high smell. Oh, this tastes good. Man, you don't man, know shit. Hey man, listen, <laughs> it, 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 it smelled it smell like daily, it smelled like daily interactions. So Oh, um, Lordy Jesus. Yeah, so that's going down with me this week. <laughs> that was, ugh. Yeah, man, it was bad. It was bad. That so anyway, since we're yes. eating, 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 we have a very, 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 very special guest in here with us. And her special. energy level was very, very high. Very, very high. Yes. Well, she is a celebrity chef. Celebrity entrepreneur, chef. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Author. Life coach, motivational speaker, executive chef. Yes, she's a veteran, the wife Ooh. to a veteran, still supporting the service from a different angle. A wife to a veteran. That's right. And she's a she's a homeschooler of a tribe of kids. It's a tribe of them now. You know what I'm saying? As seen on the Food Network, guys, grocery games. Everybody, give it up for Kalicia. Dow Simmons. Oh my gosh, they let me in. Yes. <laughs> They let me in. Not that door down. I know, right? Yeah. Listen, let me tell y'all something. They let the wrong one in the right door. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so, welcome to the show. Welcome. Like, like, like we have our very own Food Network TED Talk giving celebrity awesome chef. sauce mom awesome sauce veteran. Yes. Thank you. So, Miss Kalisha, tell, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Okay, who I am. So, I'm working on um, being confident in answering this question uh, because as I've traveled through my journey in life, I've worn several hats, right? But ultimately, God calls me to be one thing, and um, that is the mother, right? So, and what that what that looks like to me, and that's why I, I put my name on the screen. I was like, I am rebranding who God created me to be because at one point I was on my own path and my own mindset. And I'm thinking, I only want to do things one way. Right. But I realized that my purpose is lined up with something totally different. So I am a mother. I'm a nurturer. I am a networker. I will flip tables for my community. Yes. Because you know, when you think about the mom in our culture, she will come down to the school. She cussing to whoever needs to be like, that's me. I'm the mother. I am not the sweet kindergarten teacher with a frilly skirt and a pretty little dress and hair bows. That's not me. I'm not that mother. I'm the mom that you call when somebody did something that they weren't supposed to do. Um, I'm a go-getter. I am ambitious. I am a boss. I am a leader. You know, like there are so many different titles that I like to 
you know, throw out there. But ultimately, God calls me to nurture, love, connect, inspire, empower, and grow our community. So that's that's who I am. Oh, awesome. That's awesome. fabulous. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. I, 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 I'm glad you said something about going down to the school because I usually when I go down to the school, I'll be threatening dudes' dads. I mean, <laughs> if they if they kids try to bully my sons, I'll be threatening their dads. Oh like my, my god! My sons don't choose violence, but I do. Right, right. Well, I, I can't say that my children don't choose violence. We we teach them that that's not the first uh, reaction, but that's I can't right. promise that it's a lot of them. It's like it's eight of them, and if you mm-hmm. mess with one of them, that means you got to fight seven people, and yeah. don't nobody want to fight seven people because right. somebody stole your skittles. That that's what I told her. I said I, that's what I told April. I was like, um, I grew up. I'm the oldest of nine kids, and there was never a dull moment. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, never. No, it's it's always a party over here. Um, I've got a couple. I've got listen. I, I'm surprised y'all don't hear them. I've got a couple of entrepreneurs in my house too. Um, so my daughters have started businesses. So I'm like balancing that in addition to, you know, balancing my own thing and then supporting my husband. The juggling act, right? It's right. a mom, right? The mother. Yeah, yeah. that's we what we all. do. That's what we do. We do it all. <laughs> it never stops. It never yeah, stops. No, it doesn't. It is a consistent thing. It's like it's, it, it is revolving. It is constantly evolving. I am proud, right? Like for a long time, I had a lot of shame connected with being a young mom. I got pregnant at 21. I felt like, oh, I got to, you know, do better because I, I had a baby daddy, right? Like I'm not, I'm not doing the right thing. I'm not married. I did. I had all of these misconceptions in my mind that drove me in a direction in my, in my journey, like as a culinarian, I graduated culinary school in May. I had my son in June. So I had a brand new baby coming out of culinary school and I was a new mom. I'm 21. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, And I got a great job at Disney and Disney offered me a position with ESPN, that restaurant. So I just took it. I did everything I had. I got a babysitter and, you know, I, I struggled for a long time. Um, and I love the way my story has turned out because I initially went into culinary arts because I love cooking. I love it. I love Mm -hmm. working with people. I love being able to provide great food. And I just couldn't understand how I wasn't like the superstar, right? In that moment, getting started. Mm -hmm. Uh And I, I had a baby. You don't make a lot of money as a chef is contrary to popular belief, especially when you're working in restaurants, you don't make a lot of money. So I went and joined the army. I was like, all right, I'm going to go in the that's, army. That's why I was about to ask you, is that why you joined the army? Yes, I I, I, I didn't yeah. want to be a statistic, right? So then I tried to create something. Lo and behold, my journey through the military, getting out, being an entrepreneur, still loving to cook, creating recipes, mm-hmm. cooking for people on base, you know, like, oh, such and such made a plate. You want to buy one? So I did all of that. And then 15 years later, after culinary school, after the struggle, after Disney, after the great opportunities, but then having to choose being a mom first, 15 years later, I opened a restaurant in Kansas at Fort Riley. I was getting my chance, right? Like right before COVID, I'm getting my chance. 30 days into that restaurant opening, the Food Network called me. And this is 15 years after my career. I I really had given up on being a celebrity TV chef. Just because I was a mom. At that point, I had seven kids. I was just, now, you know what now, I mean? Like, I just, I just learned something new. I didn't know about the restaurant. Wow. Yeah. So, so yeah, I did. I, as a, a on-post spouse, I was making plates, right? Like making plates to make extra money as an on-post spouse. And 
I was making so many plates. It was like 45 plates a day. And then, of course, my my business mind kicked in. And I'm like, B, you make a 45 plates a day. That's a restaurant. So then I was like, all right, well, let me find somewhere. So because I, you can't cook out of your house for 100 people a day. Like you just right. really need something. So I found a building, negotiated with the owner. He let me rent it out for the first month for free. That was the key. He let me get that space for free. It was disaster. I wish I had pictures. It was a disaster. It was an old car lot um, office building. There were desks. It was dust. It was disgusting. Drywall everywhere. It was gross. The first 48 hours I cleaned out that restaurant and start cooking. I mean, I was cooking. It was one stove back there. I was cooking on one stove, making plates. Then, of course, I've got a line out the door because everybody wants their plates. Yeah, so then yeah. it's like, okay, well, I, I got to get a computer so I can get the POS system. So I had to get a POS system. Then I got to get tables. People want to sit in here and eat. Like, so I had to get tables. Like, I couldn't get the restaurant up because I had so many people coming to eat. Um, I, we started that restaurant on the 4th of July weekend. In August, I, I kid you not, August, the Food Network was calling me because they had followed my social media presence. And they were so impressed with my energy and my excitement about military community. And they wanted me to represent the Army as a chef on their show. And I was like, you know, I had to play it cool. I'm like, hold on. Please hold for her secretary. And her <laughs> like, I had to then, of course, I go put the phone down. I'm like, go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, so so that's crazy. So now you got a chance to go on the Food Network, right? And I see you. You was on uh guys uh guys grocery, grocery games. games, yeah. Yeah, I was like, man, I was like, look at this. I was like, and then you was up and you was doing your thing. So yeah. um, while you were out there, right? What did when you made your dishes and stuff like that? Did guy give you any feedback on what you were doing? So I I will say this: television. Cooking is very different than actual restaurant cooking. Um, being in the presence of Guy Fieri, it's almost like he's the Oprah of food, right? Like he's mm. the one that people want to watch. He's the one. So I'm an entertainer. So his feedback was like the entertainment piece. All of us can cook, right? Like all of us on the show, we all can cook. We don't cook all kinds of things. We all had degrees. Everybody went to culinary school. And, 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 so, now, what's crazy? Right. What's, now, I'm telling you this. What's crazy about him, though? Sometimes I'll be looking at some of these sandwiches and stuff and be eating. I'll be thinking he'd be exaggerating. I'm like, well, man, so, that, so it's so funny. Thing. After meeting him, that's what I tell my husband all the time. After meeting him, I can tell when he's authentic in his response of how the food tastes and when it's scripted. I can tell. So even with our show, I was making some collard greens or something and I had chopped up some like bacon. I'm pan searing it. I went and got some, and it wasn't collard greens. It was Swiss chard, which is a fancy green. Like it's fancy. Mm. It's not collard greens. It ain't them down in the grandma garden. It's something they don't grow in the studio. So I get, went and got the Swiss chard, but I cooked it like collard greens. I braised it, cooked it really low. He comes by and he takes a scoop and he's like, he, he makes his face like, you know what you're doing, don't you? Like he just, he looked at me like, <laughs> Guy Fieri is invited to the cookout. Let me tell you why. Guy Fieri launched his tequila brand a couple of months before we went went on the show. We got there. He had his trailer in the studio lot. So he, it's like the the game show is being filmed and his trailer is over in there. So he comes out of his trailer with tequila. Like, who wants to take a shot? Everybody's like, yes, because my nerves right now. (laughs) Genuinely, genuinely such an amazing person like you can feel that he's doing that because he knows it's needed for chefs 
Like he, mm-hmm. what he's doing in exposing your everyday chef or your restaurant chefs or even the home cooks who are out here grinding, he gives them the opportunity to come on the show, get exposure, mm-hmm. build their business. Then he'll throw some money out there, right? So for my right. particular show, the prize was $20,000. $20,000 for a culinarian can completely change their life. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was a great experience. I'm not going to say um, how it went. I want the viewers definitely to go and watch. Like, so anyone who's watching the podcast, definitely Google Guy Fieri, um, military edition, salute, salute the troops. And you'll see me on there. It's, it's, it's unbiased. This is my unbiased opinion. It's a really great show. Not just because it's me, right. but it's a really great show. Like this particular episode, because of the the guests that were on there and the the host and the judges. It was just a really good show. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, know, April, I, I see you got some on your mind over here. <laughs> <Go> ahead, <April. laughs> okay, so got a couple of things. Um how do you stay current with the new trends and techniques? Okay, so are we still talking about food? <laughs> yeah. We're talking that's my that's my food question. Okay, how do I One stay current? Um I go out to eat. So I like hitting hole in the walls. I do mm-hmm. a lot of international travel. Um, and what I'm learning is in traveling internationally, there are little bits and pieces of our of different cultures that mm-hmm. haven't been exposed in, in America. Like r- Americans are really young. Our, cult- our country is a little baby teenage country. Like we're not really that old. So there are a lot of historical recipes out in Europe, Asia, especially Africa. I went to Africa last year. Oh, and being I'm able to sit with someone and they show you a different way to prepare something, that mm-hmm. to me is what's trendy okay. because no one else is doing it. So I, I do a lot of Instagram following. I love mukbangs. I know that's weird. I love watching people eat crab legs. I do. Um, <laughs> I do. I do. Like, I, do. I, do. <laughs> I do. And then I I'm like, oh, I know that sauce is so good. Sauce everywhere. <laughs> I just like watching it. Uh, so I'll pay attention to things like that. But most importantly, I go to small restaurants and get out there and go out to eat. So I, I ran a campaign in 2019 to 2020 of eating local because I think that's important. Pouring back into yes. the community and eating local. So if you can go somewhere, like let's say you have a date night. We try to plan a date night once a month in our house. Mm-hmm. And we want to go somewhere we've never been. And we right. want to go somewhere that's not a chain. Yeah, so that's, that's, kind that's, of, that's one of the things I do when I travel. I don't like going to chain restaurants. Oh, no, I'm not. I will not. I refuse. I, I refuse. Yeah, if you travel with me, you same. I'm the same. I'm yeah, not going yeah. to McDonald's. I want a Burger King, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A. No, 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 no. My strip. no, no. I don't want something that I can get exactly. right down the street from the house. Exactly. I want something that I've never been, never heard, even their name, never heard of yes, them. Exactly. Just like, oh, let's, let's go have that. I'm exactly. the same way. Now, with, with that being said, right, now we talk about all the cooking and stuff you've been doing. So that's what led you to your cookbook? So, you Bigger know, than cooking. It's, it's, I wrote this book. It's so funny because I didn't anticipate. I didn't. I wasn't prepared for what happened after I went on the Food Network. That's the problem. I thought I was regular. I didn't realize I was anointed. I didn't realize that blessings were going to overpour that I couldn't handle, right? It's always like you pray and you ask, like, oh, give me more than I can bear, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, you're like, don't give me more than I can bear, but give me more than I, I can even imagine, right? And God does that. And what he did is so crazy. I was so overwhelmed with all of the things that I had going on. I didn't have a chance to market capitalizing on being on the Food Network. You're on the Food Network. You can sell a T-shirt. You can sell a hat. 
you can sell like you should make a special dish. Yeah. You should make right. some sauces. Like if you once you go on the Food Network, you should be able to leverage that. So I mean, this is you can make I, the, like the, the, the army the army's Angus steak meal. Listen, you know right. that meal that I prepared on the Food Network, that particular meal, I should leverage that. Like I should be selling the recipe. So then I thought. I'm sitting at my desk in my office. We've already filmed the the episode. Mm-hmm. No one has seen it. It hasn't launched yet. I got a couple of months and I was like, I'm going to write a book. And my assistant um, who was working for me at the time, her desk was across and she goes, you don't have time, Khaleesi, you, you just don't have time. And I was like, I'm going right. to write a book. I went out to the dining room. If you look at the cover, I went out to the dining room of my restaurant. I pulled one of the frozen crabs out of the back, uh-huh. uh, stuck it on a random plate. And this is literally me coming out of my office, sitting at a table in my restaurant. I took a picture. I actually had one of my um, nephews who was there at the time take the picture picture. of me sitting at the table with this. And then I went on. I think I probably used um, PowerPoint and put a a cover, a title. Then I put it on Amazon print and Uh got to work. I got to work. The only thing I had when I started selling this book was the cover. And you know what you know what's um what I what I, I like because because you're you're so he- heavy into faith. Everyone like you have scriptures about the recipes and all that yeah. stuff. I was like, yeah, wow, so okay. I and that was yeah. the other thing is like the devotion piece is just on my mind. Like that's how I think. Right. That's just how I think. So now I'm I'm able to kind of put that down. And it's crazy for me because I've never actually gone through and read the whole book. I've never like gone through, read the scriptures, done the journaling. I've never done that. And I started three weeks ago, I started writing in my own book, which this is years. This has been out for years now, two or three years. It's changing me now. Being able to go through this journal and see like this was when I wrote this book, it was a couple months before my daughter was diagnosed with cancer. I had no idea the storm that was getting ready to come into my life. So, so when I read through it, it's very enlightening, even for me. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's been a it's been a really cool journey. I will say that um, everything I prayed for, I got, and and I, that keeps me going. The other thing is, my family has literally been my food chopper, my my menu right. printer. My husband was watching the finances. Like everyone in my household has been a part of peeling shrimp. The kids will peel shrimp. They probably don't want to see another shrimp. Um, but, but we did. We, we, we came together as a family. We put together that restaurant. And what it did, it put our family on a different platform as far as togetherness and financially that we could catapult into where we are now. Right. Okay. All right. April, you're an entrepreneur, author, life coach, motivational speaker, chef, veteran, stuff of that nature, right? Mm-hmm. So which one of these things did, uh, or which one of your accomplishments thinks you think benefits the community the most? The mother, right? Because what I've done is I've mm. created eight people. I've I've literally made them. And these are not ordinary people. These are my doppelgangers. I've raised them (laughs) from zero. Right at this point, my oldest is 17 and he got accepted into college at 16 years old. We're coming for this nation. Like we are coming. When I tell you the contribution that is going to impact the world the most that I've made, it is my children. 
because I'm pouring greatness into them and they're going to be way better than me. And I am fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, that's like right. really, like, like really. And when you think about it, you have a great opportunity as a parent to like adjust and create and, and, and maneuver and protect and supply the world with this amazing being. If you yeah. do it right and you're really if dedicated you right. to it, that's like right. if you're really dedicated to it, and right now, like that's why I said I gotta adopt this title. I'm the mama. And, 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 I, and I agree with yeah. you because right now, that's why so many kids out here just having these issues. It's just because they go in the house, the parents they spend the time with their kids, they just let them play the PlayStation and, and let them watch YouTube is raising the kids. I said yeah. this before. So it, the, the, the point that you're spending that much time with your kids homeschooling them and stuff like that, that you're definitely going to rub off on them because they've seen your day-to-day, everyday habits. Right. They're with like me. They, they're, they right. are literally with me. They're learning. They're learning business. They're learning socialization. They're learning entrepreneurship. Like they're learning. They learn culinary. They learn music. They learn everything. Everything that I do, my kids are with me and they are picking up on everything that we've done. And one of the things that um, we didn't really, we didn't really talk about as much. It is just generally like, you know, my husband and I did not set out to have, that wasn't the plan. Oh, we're going to have a million kids, right? But now that we've tapped into legacy and what that really means, yeah. I'm so proud of myself for being able to nurture, parent eight children. Like, and I'm glad yeah. that God blessed me with that. Like, I'm, I feel good about it. Like, so I think um, that is what I would say is my biggest contribution. Um as far as my my most proud contribution that I've done. Okay, okay. okay. All right, my turn. Um, so, <laughs> you know, with all of these awesome things that you're doing, because you're so awesome, what is upcoming for you, like, within the next year, five years? Ooh, child. What does your next journey look like? I'm going to buy a house in Africa. I am building awesome. a farm in Ghana. I am uh, hosting international TEDx's. Uh, this particular year, we're hosting our second TEDx, which is going to be in Maryland. Um, and I've got some really dynamic speakers that are going to be a part of that already. We just announced it today. Um, and, you know, I'm, I am at a season where I'm still trying to envision what's going to happen next because I did enroll my kid in college and he's going to North Carolina. So one of my... Awesome! Like one of my That's little... Dope. One of my little soldiers is headed out the door. So I'm, I am keeping that in mind because that is also a piece of our puzzle um, for what we have going on. I personally, um, I want to, I'm getting ready to organize a hold black on, home hold on, hold on, you, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to interrupt this right real quick. Go ahead. You're doing the, you're doing the TEDx and I ain't getting invited. What kind of shit you on? I'm tired of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I am doing a TEDx, and yes, you, you are more than welcome to come. Oh, I yeah, feel like I invited you to the last one. I was working, you know, I was working though, and you were working, working so you don't, you know that you're always invited to come. Um, and I want, I want to talk. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> I they like this motherfucker's crazy. Why y'all let him get on stage? Because your stage <laughs> is going to be different, right? So <laughs> I know sorry. that about you. And I don't want you to think that I'm disregarding you. I, you are in my back pocket. Please believe I, that. 
But I, I am very intentional and strategic about the way that I place people. You're like one of the big pieces on the chessboard that you save. So I don't, I don't want to throw that out there for minimal, like the world needs to see you. Right. right. So you understand that. And because I see who you are and what it is that you are capable of, you're already linked in. I need your stage to appear first though. And it's much different than this. It is. It's much different than this. So goddamn right. It is. It is. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. You're a big deal. Yes, he is. You're a big deal. Yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We are. You That's right. Yes, we are. Look, I got some things I'm working on too now. So, you know, I'm still, you know, I have a journey as well. And then, hey. That's what I'm talking about. April, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to leave y'all here, baby. We need to be on it. Believe me. We need to be on it. I stand. Y'all are definitely on it. Trust me. I can't wait to share this podcast. Oh, yeah, because you, you dropped a lot of gems and stuff in here. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You were definitely dropping a lot of gems. Miss Khalifa yeah. dropping the gems. <laughs> so now you said you homeschool your children, right? So mm-hmm. how how does your curriculum differ from regular curriculum to a point where they getting accepted into schools like North Carolina and stuff like that? Because you're going to have kids that make it to Harvard or wherever they want to go. How does your curriculum differ, differentiate from regular curriculum that everybody else is doing? Um, my curriculum is tailored for each individual kid. So because they are my children, I know them the best. And because I know them the best, I know where they're struggling. I know how to teach them. I know how to present them with information. I'll give you an example. My six, 17-year-old um, needed a foreign language. He didn't want to take Spanish or German or anything French. We lived in Europe, in Europe for a while. He was exposed to French. He didn't want to take that. And I, it was racking my brain for a little bit. I was like, oh, you're not going to get a college buddy without a foreign language. But he said, well, what could I do? And I thought, well, what are you interested in? Anime. He's interested in anime. He loves anime. That's what he loves. Okay. And you know what? They speak in anime, Japanese. So a part of his foreign language was translating anime. So they're not doing this in school, right? Like they're not finding exactly what your passion drive, love, and, you know, the pieces that make your clock tick. They're not finding that for each individual Mm -hmm. kid. They don't have time. It's a system. It's an education system. It's not meant specifically for each kid. So I've structured each kid's curriculum the way they learn, if they're hands-on learners, if they like videos, um, if they like, you know, like if they like reading, I've got one that if you just give them a book, he'll learn the whole thing. I've got one that you got to put it on YouTube or they won't get it. And then my 17 year old, he has photographic memory. So he did Japanese. He did three years of Japanese and probably got the highest math assessment in the college um, orientation a few weeks ago. So I think what I'm doing differently is tailoring to my children. You know, like actually getting into the brain of that kid and putting information that they can absorb. And it's hard. I don't blame teachers. I don't fault them. I think the education system is a system and then teachers are kind of a part of that. They don't all want to be. I know they don't because there's some great teachers out there that are trying to incorporate. They try to teach the same shit and then having what they're trying to teach being dictated what they can to can't And then it's all based on scores. 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 Everything is about scores. So I try, I try not to um, focus so much on what my kids get right and wrong. And I focus on what my kids get. Right? Okay, like, what yeah, did they yeah. actually get? get. 
Because that's what you're supposed to be doing. Like, what did you learn? Learn. Like, what? Like, not how long it took you. Like, I've got one that started reading at three. My one-year-old is reading sight words. One, one years old, reading sight words. But I've got a 10-year-old who has dyslexia dyslexia, and she has a hard time. So it's like... Uh Well, in a school system, that. you can't do that. Go ahead. You know, the, the, the younger one, the younger ones always pick up. Oh, they're um, quick. They're they, quick. They, 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 they're quick because they learn. Like, listen, my, those last. Some, some oh, of yeah. them was, walk, was walking four or five months old. Yeah. Really. <laughs> it took me. It took me almost three years to start walking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was they. Motherfuckers used to carry me everywhere. <laughs> so yeah, man. So yeah, that yeah, that's crazy right there. Avoid. Like, I know April. April, what you got over there? Okay, April. More questions. Let's go, April. No, what I was going to say is, so you got your uh, house you building in uh, Africa farming, well, somewhere in Africa, but you got your farm in Ghana, you have your uh, TED, that's a TED talk, right? Mm-hmm. Coming up. TEDx is coming up. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the military community, you know, what's the next thing for that? Or... Mm. Are you, would it be something like, hey, I'm, I'm going to pop out because you're still a spouse. I'm going to pop out and do like a pop up, you know, um, maybe like a chef appreciation to the veterans coming Everybody up in November. <laughs> and it's like, ah, what's up? That's okay, what I want to so, know. I have to say something for the veterans. So. Okay. No, absolutely. I, right now in this season, my veteran focus is military spouses homeschool military children. So there are there's mm-hmm. a huge community of military children who are homeschooled and their homeschool structure looks very different than the average homeschool kid because the homeschool kid gets to live in Minnesota their whole life. The military mm-hmm. kid battling mm-hmm. with socialization makes it very difficult because you don't have a school yeah. to create All socialization. Right. So you have so what I what I try to do and this is with my gift is to create a mom circle where military families can connect through homeschooling. Um, I love volunteering with the uh, homeless vets. I love that. What I have next is I am creating a homeschool field day on Fort Meade. And that's for military children who are homeschooled. And we're probably going to invite some outside homeschoolers too. But as far as veterans, I am working with veterans. This is so funny. It's like, what are you doing? Well, I am also working with veterans right now. I have three veteran businesses that I'm trans transforming from their entrepreneur, small business to six figure income businesses. So I guess that is, I forget sometimes that that that's what I'm doing. I have four clients. One's a Senator. One's a, a Lieutenant Colonel who's transitioning out. Right. So that's a big deal when you got those military service Shit, members. Tell, tell Rob tell Rob you need to come on. Get that high three and get up on out of there. Well, <laughs> listen, listen. God make it work. God make it work. God make it work. Right. Because I listen, you you already know you preach it to the choir. I, I will be a millionaire next week if this man gets out of the military. If he just if he just gets out, millionaire next week. Oh, that I wonder is how much longer he's trying to hold on to. Listen, he, he has 14 he years. Yeah, he's he, he about 14 years in. Oh, so he got to do at least started. another year and a half. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's, he's fast, already enlisted in death. Yeah, he's fast tracking. I don't know why he just mm. no warrant. There's no warrant officer for his branch. 
So he would literally have to change branches. There's no warrant officer in finance branch. That's that's the sticky part of the branch. But Robert Simmons is a billion dollar man waiting for his own self. I'm going to tell you right now, because he really has the ability to change the world. I'm just waiting for him to realize the army's in the way. Hey, hey, look, hey, you know what though? I'm, I'm gonna tell you though. There, there. Okay, so, okay, so when I retired, when I retired, there was a separation anxiety. Like I didn't like. No, I was, it is. That's there. normal. There, there, that is that is a thing. Did, There's a grieving period. There is it's a, normal. It is. That is I took, normal. I took time off. That's what I, said. I took time off. I'm yeah, like, but you, you know, to. like after six months, the, the, yeah. the, it kind of dies down. And it, but like, listen, okay, I think that depends on get up and keep moving. I think that depends on the level of identity that you put into the military. Right. Yeah, so what I'm, what I'm learning. Yeah. yeah what uh-huh. I'm learning a lot of military professionals came in so young, it is their uh-huh. identity. So yeah. you, when you lose sure, a part yeah. of your career that you've created as an identity and it doesn't yourself. translate into the civilian world, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't actually translate into the civilian world. There is a, there's an attachment that, it's kind of hard. Like if there's, you got to grieve a little bit. You got to let that go because you're, you're letting a part of your mindset. You got to think about what the army actually has done or the military in general has done. It's changed your mindset. It's changed your yeah. resilience. It's changed. It's yeah. made you adapt. It's, you don't want to sit in the back with your back to the, like, you know, like it's, nah. it's put you in a position where now you've got to retrain your mind. Yes. And, and that, that was, the, that was the hardest part for me. You um, have to rediscover uh, your individuality. Yeah, that's right. And, and then adjusting to the pace of people out here because they don't move at the pace that we no, move. There's no, there's no urgency. There's no urgency. There's no urgency. And I was like, no urgency. I, took, I took the time off, but there was the anxiety. And you know what, what, what shut my anxiety down when I got that first job making six figures? That's like, oh, shit. That, yeah, that. I was like, I was like, that was like, oh shit, they want us out here. This is the thing. <laughs> that is the part that I feel like is not, it needs to be screamed from the Raptors. Yeah. Like it needs to be screamed from the Raptors. When you are in the army and I can only speak <laughs> in the army because that's where I was. When you are in the mm-hmm. army, you are not actually given your flowers and your crown. It's like, but that's your job, right? But that's your job. You just go do your job, go do your job, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. But my job, my literal job in the military was being responsible for $1.6 million on a transport in Iraq traveling with soldiers. Like that's not ordinary task that's, work. That's not ordinary. Yeah. No, that's My, not. So you, but you know what? It's like, oh, I didn't even get an award for that. I didn't even get an ARCOM or anything like AAM. Nothing. That was my job. You didn't and have really, enough. You didn't have enough rank. What? That's, yeah. that's seriously. <laughs> you only get you only get certain rewards if you if you have a if you have enough rank. If you've been doing actually, it for or long you get enough. Shot that part. If you survive, if you survive, yeah. Yeah, if you, you can survive. get acknowledged. But th- right. this is, let me tell you, I'm, I'm going to embarrass my husband. Hold on. Let me tell you something. This is my pet peeve. These things. Can y'all see him? Oh, yeah. I got to oh, put, look, 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 you see this? The coins. I can't pay nothing with this. I can't, I cannot <laughs> pay nothing <laughs> with this. Not L bill. You can't, listen, exactly. But you know what that is? Right Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? It's like, here you go. It's the pat on the back. Yeah, it's a pat on the is. back. Like, here you go yeah. for all of your sacrificial corporate level million dollar experience. Yeah. Here's a making point. officers, giving off, yeah. uh, making officers evaluation superb because yeah. of your work. 
And, and it's funny you pick that up because I got my I got one of my core racks right here. <laughs> yeah, it's just it. Thank you. I appreciate the acknowledgement, but can you put that in writing? Because I need. Matter of fact, make me a vlog. Write an yeah. article about my work. Put That's it right, on yeah. paper because really I can't do very much with rank. And even I, I'm working on a um, a senior officer's LinkedIn and I'm adding all the awards and I'm like, people don't even know how valuable this is because it doesn't translate. Well, well they, there's, a, um, there's a link that translates your awards to civilian terminology. Yeah, so I I have been I have yeah. been um tra- I've been translating it. I guess I should say that that's kind of what I've been doing with my program, up upgrading LinkedIn profiles. But it's it's disheartening that you can't look at your own ERB or your own SRB or whatever you know paper that they give you in your branch. You can't look at it and actually see what you really did because what right. you really did. Yeah. Is priceless. And that's why I cost $500 an hour because I've experienced that. And because I handled it and I survived. And now my prices are going up. Ah, yeah. mm, that's right. Yesterday's price is not today's price. It's not. Right. It's right. not because now, guess what I've done? Now I've done a podcast with two amazing veterans, and I've done. You know, I'm like I've done. Some, right. We we did more. Yep. I did more. Yeah. I cost more. Yeah. That's right. Man, look at that. Somebody go look at this. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Like, it's just like, we're still going though, right? Like we're still going. And I was on, I I feel like I was ahead of my game when I was in the military. I was a little older when I joined the military. So I was, I had a little more responsibility. I had a kid. So I was, I was looking at things differently. I came in with a degree. So I was looking at things differently. I was not cut out for the military. I'm glad I got to do it, but I was not because I was trying to make it better. I was really trying to make it better. Yeah. You can't do that. And you cannot. You cannot do that. And the yeah. only way, the only it took, way. It this took is, me too long to realize that. That part. Yeah. The only way you can make the military better is if you last long enough and your body survives long enough for your voice to be in a yeah. signature block. Yep. Like, yeah. that's the that's the only way. I got to be a 70-year-old lieutenant Colonel, full bird, stars. I got to be in the White House, crusty and dusty, before I can actually make a difference and be heard. I'm good. I'll go out here and get on social media because there's thousands of people that want to hear what I have to say. Man, that's a fact. Now, look, we've been in here doing all this talking, man. Um, Hey, would you got to get us over there? Because it's time to hear some questions and answers. No, I'm good over here. Go ahead and... Oh, step with ease, step with ease. Because <laughs> he's coming with him. Oh my gosh, I'm ready. Go I'm ahead, ready. Guys. All right, Kalisha, how you doing today? Oh God, it's like he we, puts on a totally different persona. Is this schizo? Right. What is this? Go I ahead. Which Who are we talking to today? This is this is the author, Dyer School, a.k.a. Dyer, the Jackass. Okay. Okay, die of the jackass. <laughs> Got it. I'm ready. Okay, so look. Now, you're a celebrity chef, right? Mm-hmm. So, it, since you're a celebrity chef, if I gave you some ingredients, could you make a dish? Any, any, any. There's, there's nothing in the world that I can't make. Okay, so I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a, a list of ingredients. This is oh, going to be fun. Okay. 
Oh, um, this is are you ready? You ready? I'm ready. Yes. A uh, shark skin, a turtle Ooh. shell, a poison ivy leaf, a red bull, horse eye, old bay. Mm, I'm mold, done. Molded bread and rotini. It's a wrap. Rotini was in there. Yep. Molded okay, bread so and rotini. I'm <laughs> making a soup. I'm making a soup with the horse eye. I'm making a soup with the horse eye. And um, there was one other ingredient that you said that would go uh, obey for sure. Is going in the, do I need to get chicken broth or I can use water, right? Like, can I use water? Nope. I'm making horn eye broth uh-huh. and uh, shark skin. I'm going to deep fry that crunch on top of my Uh-oh. soup. And moldy do? bread, I'm going to cut off the mold and then I'm going to toast it because it's going to be croutons on my soup. I'm going to bring it in the curl. <laughs> The turtle shell. Now, poison ivy is going to be under the shell on the plate because I don't actually oh, want the guests to like touch it or or eat it, right? So I'm going to let them know this soup is so special that if it's you deadly. drop a drip right here, it's deadly. <laughs> and you know you was breaking up on a half the explanation, right? Oh, was I breaking up? Yeah. Yeah. I heard oh, most of it though. Oh, yeah, you can hear me. Horse eye soup inside the soup. turtle shell. Cut the mold off the crusty bread. Make croutons. The croutons are going on top of the soup with shark, deep fried shark skin. The crisp. This is very Asian. And then those leaves are going under the shell to make it look pretty. Don't drop a drip because it's deadly. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Okay, oh. Kalisa, Kalisa, you break it up. Kalisa, a little bit. I'm about to say, I think your signal is going out. Yeah, them, them kids over there draining the bandwidth. It's going in and out like you're you're frozen. Oh man. Look. Yeah, they, them kids over there draining the bandwidth in the house. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Damn, she, she came up with a meal with that shit too. Yeah, yeah, you still broken a little bit. Hold on, I'm texting everybody. I'm texting the group chat. Get off the Wi Fi. Yeah, get off the Wi Fi. We got a group chat. We got a group chat. Okay. So I got the uh... I think we can still work with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Hold on. Get, get... What else? Oh, yeah, this, Do you have you another know. you have another oh, list yeah. of ingredients? Oh no, no, no. What's okay. The most, what's the most exotic food you have ate? The most exotic? Uh, I, I mean, I ate some, I ate booty like groceries before. I think it was, I think, <laughs> I think it was, you're so funny. I think it was kangaroo. Kangaroo? What? Hmm. Yeah, so we had um, had this day at culinary school where you had, it's between kangaroo and really expensive caviar. Um, And it's like the best caviar on earth. I I actually ate it. That was the first time I ever tried it. It's the last time. Probably ain't going to put it on nothing else. But Mm we had it in culinary school. And then we had kangaroo for like the international cooking class. And they brought in like lamb, goat, like just different types of meat from different cultures that they cook 
and you had to learn how to prepare those meals Mm -hmm. and that meat. And I'm pretty sure my group got stuck with kangaroo. I know I've eaten it, but I can't remember if we cooked that or if we cooked something else. But I, I, I thought was you were a million say, years. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to okay. say something like monkey brain. Oh, no. Okay. I haven't had monkey brain. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't really like no. those those types I've of had, meats. I have snake meat before. Snake. Oh. I've had snake, yeah. Okay. So snake. Next question. Mm-hmm. You know if you had to saute, saute and cook one person to feed cannibals, who would you pick? And why? If I had to saute a person, saute and cook one person to feed cannibals, uh, who would you pick? Rick Ross, DJ Khaled. There's a list. Nicki Minaj, but Nicki Minaj would be mostly plastic. Or Manny Fresh, and why? I'm gonna go with Manny Fresh. Why? Uh, Rick Ross lost some weight, so he doesn't have as much body fat. He's not going to last as long for the cannibals. Uh, Nicki Minaj, like you said, she's made of plastic. I wouldn't even want to eat that. Um, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Like a Barbie. A real one. Um, and then um, I thought Manny Fresh, I just saw him on that that tiny desk um, recently on YouTube. And he's looking a little, he's looking a little thick. So I, I would pr- I'd probably go ahead and slow roast him like a Hawaiian pig. Um, <laughs> great choice. Yeah, some beans with his. He probably got all the good Creole seasonings in his blood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got roofer blood. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Okay, so who do you think will win a fist fight? I know you buys in this one. Gordon Ramsay or Guy Fieri? Oh, who do you think will win the fist fight? That's gonna be a good fight. Fist that's fight. gonna be a, that's gonna be a good fight, right? Because Gordon Ramsay is definitely about that life, but <laughs> Guy Fieri is like, I'm telling y'all, he's invited to the cookout, so I'm gonna go with Guy Fieri. I don't okay. know though, because okay. Gordon Ramsay, Gordon Ramsay, like he'll smack you and then say what, what, what more? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so okay, what celebrity would you want to cook for? Hmm. At this stage in my brain, there's a couple. And it's really not even about the food or the cooking because I probably make something like beans and rice. It will be very simple, whatever I made. But I want to sit with Oprah. I knew you were going to say that. I was about to say that. I, would, I, would, I just want to sit at her feet and just listen and take notes. And um, Maraca, Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, like I would – I would love to sit there and just like take notes on how they conquered their their life yes. through the White House. Like I just want to hear because I feel like I'm on a they look, path they look of rela- like. I mean, this is gonna sound crazy, but they look related to me. Oh, they look like family. Um, yeah. And then the yeah. other one, of course, is Jay Z and Beyonce. <laughs> so those are my top okay. three: Jay Z and Beyonce because they're billionaires, they're young, they're smart. And mm-hmm. I feel like they have the most recent and up-to-date information on how to get to where they are. Kanye, too. I would de- I would feed Kanye whatever he asked for. Okay. Now, um, during, during your TED Talk, mm-hmm. during your TED Talk, was it somewhere in the crowd that you had to keep a straight face? You had to try to keep a straight face. Because <laughs> every time you looked that way, it made you either want to smile or throw up. Um, 
I did not look at my husband the entire time. I never do when I'm on stage. Is it that one person with the straight face like? No, no. It's Robert because the way that he looks at me when I'm on a stage, it's mesmerizing. So it throws me off. Like I get lost. I, I like he looks at me like, wow. Like he's he's admires me when I'm in that position. And on a stage, I can see it. Yep. It's overwhelming <laughs> emotionally for me. So I don't even look at him. I try to look away and then look down and like avoid his space because if I lock eyes with him, I'm liable to just melt all over the place. Oh my god! I know. I love him. I love him. I love him. 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 It's real. It's real. I know. It's so sickening. (laughs) It's sickening. It's like really that's scripted. No, it's real. It's so stupid. It's real. (laughs) It's supposed to be. It's It's supposed to be. It's like why do I feel like this? What is wrong with me? Get it together. I I mean, he's doing good, right? Oh, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's He's amazing, right? So um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Have you ever, I'm not, let me ask you, have you ever cooked with anyone and they tasted the food and threw it up or just threw it away? It was like, now fuck this, I don't want it. I mean, my kids do that. My Matter of fact, I made, I made, I'm getting, I'm trying to turn my family, I'm trying to turn my family vegan. I'm trying to turn my family vegan. So I made some cornbread today and the cornbread, because it doesn't have the proper ingredients, didn't fluff up right. So it was kind of nasty. You but gotta, it's. Put it, dip bread. it in the sauce and just eat it. Yeah, God dang it! Right. You gotta make, you gotta make cream of wheat bread. I grew up eating cream of wheat bread. You gotta, cream of wheat bread is good. It's like cornbread, but just made with cream of wheat. Okay, I got some cream of wheat in there, so I'll, I'm gonna try that next. Um, yeah. But yeah, they my son today spit my food out and just like bleh, like, and he's the one that eats everything. So I knew, I knew that cornbread wasn't it, but it's okay. Okay, so with that being said, um, I have one more question. Where can they find you at? Okay, right now my current address the mother. Is, right. It's the normally mother. on Facebook, but I am not on Facebook right now working for myself. I'm working my clients' social media. So I took a break from my personal social media. It's just too yeah. overwhelming. But you can find me on LinkedIn. Believe it or not, that is my new address. And um, I want to invite you guys to host your podcast there uh, because it is it is an amazing platform that's where companies and and people are so you want to get in front of corporate audiences linkedin is where you should be oh yeah good okay. i'll be talking shit i'm like if y'all motherfuckers want to come up on this show no i think it i think it would be genius <laughs> and it's crazy because i went live today for the first time on linkedin and i used streamyard it was the first time i ever used streamyard so i know it's compatible with linkedin it's going to work great Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. When you see how easy it is, you guys are going to be like, oh, we're going on LinkedIn. This is where we need to be. Yeah. Well, well, this show was great. Amazing. Pleasure. Thank you. I really, really want to thank you for coming on, man. You dropped some gems today. Thank you. It was like a phenomenal show phenomenal show your energy is amazing as always you know what i'm saying let me tell you when i first met her we sat at the table uh and and, yeah we were taking a picture but we had to do this look this entrepreneur thing we met there and then we sat at the table talking about masculine women for like 20 30 minutes and, and feminine and feminine dudes. Oh yeah, shit like that. that's a whole so, yeah. other podcast. And that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a 
But you know what? Since that conversation, I'll say I'm still learning because I use it as a reference mentally. Mm -hmm. And since that conversation, I am constantly looking for what I think you described as a feminine energy that is attractive. Yes. And I've I've experienced it only because you brought it to my attention. Right. So mm. even in my defense, because I'm not really that feminine in my defense of women who are not as feminine, he showed me something that I started mm -hmm. to look for. Then when I saw it, I was like, oh, that shit is sexy. Oh, God. I really <laughs> I got to learn that. I got to learn that. Listen, when we were sitting at the table, it was one chick. She's like, she's like, yeah, I, I do got masculine. I said, you say when she's like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it is it is it's <laughs> difficult. I think it's a difficult yeah. um balance because of yes. our culture and society right, right now yeah. and the yes. economy. Yes. If our economy didn't make it a million dollars to actually have a lifestyle, That's women true. could take a break. They yeah, didn't yeah. need to financially contribute. Like we could soften up a little bit, but we gotta That's be CEOs right. too. That's right. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a like fact. at this that's point, where I our agree. country is, where our society is, where our economy is, we gotta be bossed up too. Because like, to. there's no way my family yeah. could survive on one income. And that's a fact. That's there's no way we fact. couldn't. We could not it's do it. Yeah. So yeah. in order yeah. to do that, yes, I have to relinquish a little bit of my femininity to support my family. But what I'm learning, and I'm so glad that you brought this up. What I'm learning is. I can actually accomplish more in my feminine energy. I can, and I'm learning it. I don't have it down yet, but you don't realize how easy it is to work with men when you're operating in a different energy. And you yeah. That's why, that's why I brought it It's up. different. It's different. It different. Because really, it's not that I want to prove to him that I can do what he can do. What I want to prove to him is that he should want to work with me. Mm -hmm. And the only way I can get him to want to be in my area, my yes, my surroundings, and my leadership is to appease him. That's right. And for most men, masculine energy, meeting masculine energy is a fight. It's a fight. Mm -hmm. That's what that's square up, square up. First thing I say is that don't nobody want to deal with that shit. That's right. So, so that because and then too, I think for black men, it's this is very important. And I'm going to stop preaching after this for black men. It is so vital that we as a nation understand the amount that they go through on an hourly basis. Black men are literally carrying all the weights, all yeah. of them, because their mothers are black women. So that's hard. Yeah. They, you know, their fathers were either there or struggling black men. It's like one or the other. Like they, yep. they either had a great dad who did his best and what he could, or they didn't have a dad at all. Like, and then on top of that, the country is afraid of them. They're afraid. Yes. Everybody's yep. afraid. Yeah. Black men are afraid of black men. That's yep. crazy. That's, that's crazy. That that's crazy. crazy. Like they are literally public enemy number one. So on top of. Having all of those weights and stereotypes that they have to try to maneuver through, the last thing they want is for the person that they either work with or in a relationship with battling them battling with them. the energy that they're yes. supposed to be bringing in a yes. scenario. You want to work with somebody, then you have to come alongside of them. It's got to be complimentary. That's and right. I am not an expert at this. I am still learning. I'll probably be able to write the book in 20 years, but right now I'm still trying to learn. 
I'm still trying to learn, but I know it's a fact. I know it's a fact, and it's only a fact because you brought it up, and it still stuck with me. That's how I know mm -hmm. it's real. Because I'm, I still, I reference that moment and that conversation all the time. Yeah. See, See. Girl, girl, get, get out of here. We'll be on here for two. Three I know. Hours. I know. Girl, <laughs> again, 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 yeah. Again, I want to thank you for coming on. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, man. You, you made this a uh, phenomenal show. We ran a little long, but it was completely working. Thank Definitely. you. I, I feel honored to be able to come on. This is actually the first podcast I've ever been invited on. Really oh, now? No, no seriously. Seriously. They, they, seriously. They, they, See, they, that's they, the thing. The best. This is this is literally the first podcast I've ever been invited on. Look at him. What is up with him? That's the happy dance. See, you already know. So I'm glad. I feel honored. Like, I feel like I'm. Thank you I'm, so much for honoring us with your presence. I appreciate this. People don't want me to talk because they know I like to hog the microphone. <laughs> I don't want, okay, yeah, that was, they don't want to give me was access. Me. It, was, it, was, it, it was coming in broken on my end. I'm sorry. Oh, that's his stuff messing up. Yeah, okay. my bad. Oh yeah, okay. but thank you again. Thank you so much. I thank you so you. much for that's coming. I, doing, I, just, I stopped doing the robot because I was like, it was sounding like I was about to do like breaking over here. Oh, I <laughs> thought that I thought that was your happy dance. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Kalicia. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you, Kalicia. You're the best. That was awesome. awesome. That was awesome. Oh man, that's awesome. 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 So we're coming just, into community events. We're actually we moving right on along. Yeah, yeah. Kalisha was awesome. Yes, she was. Look, so. I told you, I told you once Kalisha started going, it, it, hey, she 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 let that thing go. That chopper ride. She's going. <laughs> She's going. It was good though. Yes, indeed. So anyway, uh, community events, what you got over there? Yeah, so dun dun dun. dun. Um, I mentioned this last week, but it's upcoming this Saturday. The Sundresses and Lemonade Bash. I don't know if you all are going to be in the Augusta area. 631 Chaffee Ave. The tickets are $10. And come and enjoy uh, food, entertainment, and fun. And make sure you have your sundress on now. Okay? Yeah. This event on... Uh, Facebook, and you can also find it at sundressesandlemonade.eventbrite.com. Now, and, and all the fellas that's going to be there and see them in them sundresses, make sure y'all get posted for the gram. See, see some of that nice, thick Georgia peaches out there moving. Oh, <laughs> look at you. Look at you. Creep, creep shit. <laughs> see, can't do it. So, <laughs> all right. The next one we got is actually uh, <clears throat> for mental um, health, and it's a it's called mentally well well thy, and it's a, a community conversation free event for minority men uh, for minority mental health month. I can't talk. July fifteenth from eleven a.m. to two p.m. and it's actually going to be raffles, giveaways, and prizes, swag bag, and this is actually going to be located at the Augusta Richmond County Public Library um, at 825 Tailfair Street. So that's downtown. If you're here 
in the Augusta area. Again, that would be Saturday, um, July 15th, 11 to 1 p. Well, it says to 2 p.m. All right, you okay. can actually go on Eventbrite and find this. It's called the Well Mentally Well Die. I don't know why I can't talk today. Uh, no, it's all good. It's all good. What that? Okay. And, and then, yeah. you know, mental health is, 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 we need that out here. Yes, yes. We had the keynote speaker, uh, uh, you know, young, one of our young sisters and Dr. Jackson, and there will be vendors as well out there. There'll be public health uh, professionals as well as mental health professionals to share their knowledge and expertise. So please come out. Mental health is a real thing. And that's a subject that we all need to sign lights on on all platforms. Okay, okay, man, yeah. That's what you got over there for the community fence down there? That's all I got. I be mad when you don't be saying nothing on Tobacco Road now. Look, tobacco Road be having stuff on it now, but you know, it's it's a little yeah. bit far out to the date, so I'm not yeah. going to mention it just yet. Okay, okay. So, for my community events this Saturday, um, July 15th, CMB Threads is doing a pop-up shop. Uh, they're going to have um, candle makers, authors, they're going to have uh, clothing makers, they're going to have people that sell exotic stuff in there. That is this Saturday, July 15th, uh, at 9215 Oxley Hill Road from okay. 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Okay. 9215 Oxen Hill Road. Oxen right. Hill. Now, the next event is an event that I'm proud of. Something okay. that I'm doing. The Independent Black Author Expo. Yes. Now listen, Independent Black Author Expo. We have um all the, the office slots are filled. All the office slots are filled, all the food vendor slots are filled. You know what I'm saying? Um yes. the, the polar slots are filled. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm talking to channel four, channel seven, channel five, and channel nine tomorrow about them sending either cameramen out and stuff like that, or us coming on the TV to promote the event. So um, it is August 12th, but right now we're in a heavy promotion mode now. In the, the second annual Independent Black Office Expo, and I'm your co-founder. All right. Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> and those are my two events. All right. already had our awesome sauce guest Kalicia and we're doing her book bigger than cooking for the uh, read of the week the read of the week we just had her on here she just shared a phenomenal story yes, so I did. think it's just right that we share um her recipes with the world right so Kalicia book bigger than cooking is literally has recipes in here scripture and devotions um places where you can journal Mm -hmm. All with, with excellent recipes and stuff like that. You can get this book on Amazon. Amazon. Mm -hmm. or you, can, you can go to her Instagram and, and hit the link tree. Or you can go to Amazon and get it. It's called Bigger Than Cooking by Kalicia Simmons. And today is Prime Day. 
Yeah, yeah, it's prime day, so you might as well go and get it today. That's right. So that uh, is the read of the week. We we talked about this book a whole lot earlier, so that is the read of the week. All right. Now I know you got some crazy dumbass of the week this week. What you got? Man, hey, listen. If that that can't be look, I almost named you the dumbass of the week that um story time with you earlier. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Man, I'm talking about I had the motherfucking the red milk mustache. Man, it was all bad, man. And then you know, back then I didn't have no facial hair either, so it was like bad. It just was like all over Ew. the cheeks. It was Please nasty, man. Stop it. Just stop. It was nasty. <laughs> it was nasty, man. And when I say it was nasty, it was nasty. So I'm not the dumbass of the week this week. But this dumbass is a fucking dummy. And he deserves every day in prison that he gets. For the, he's going to live the, the rest of his natural born life. Probably in St. Quentin getting sodomized or something. Oh, no. Man, listen, he deserves it. He deserves it. So my dumbass of the week, fuck, is he talking about is the NYC scooter shooter. 25-year-old Thomas Abreu. He is charged with the murder of an 86-year-old man and four no. counts of attempted murder, oh right? God. And he has six counts of criminal discharge of a weapon. So he killed one person, wounded four, and he shot at six others. Oh, my God. And he didn't hit him, right? So in a two-hour span, he drove um, through Brooklyn and finished in Queens just riding the scooter, pulling up the people and shooting at them. Yep. Oh he did he drove through two boroughs in New York City doing it. In all that traffic and stuff in New York City, you know how long it takes. It took him two hours to go from Brooklyn to Queens, right? Boom. And he was just riding mm. by hitting people, bomb, 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 riding off on a scooter. They could not what? find him. They couldn't find him because there's so many people riding around in scooters on scooters in New York City. So they couldn't find him. They they just everybody's just Describing a, a light-skinned Hispanic or black dude on a scooter with a hammer that can match any nigga in New York City on certain in certain parts. You feel know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, yeah, man. He like he shot at more people. You know what I'm saying? Hit five. Well, he hit four, killing one, wounded four. Um, and there was no motive. There was no motive. He was just doing it because he, I, I guess, because he thought shit was cool. Or maybe, maybe I don't know what he had going on in his personal life. But he was just doing the shit. Mm, he was riding around. That's the, that's the fucking world we live in. Where these the dudes is riding around on schools just busting people for no reason, man. So every single fucking day he get in jail, he deserve it. And just for him doing that dumb shit, he want to ride around on the school to do that, ride around and shoot. I was about to ride around up in his ass and shoot, and shoot a nut. And for that, Thomas Abreu is my fucking dumbass of the week. Take your ass to jail, you stupid bitch. Mm, mm. Yeah. Stupid. This Senseless. Stupid. This Senseless. Dumb. Dumb. For no fucking reason. And he's my dumbass of the week. Yes, indeed. Well, that dumb fucking stupid. That's stupid. I'm, that is, it's stupid, man. What is the world coming to? I can't but say that. Yeah, man. Mental health is real. That's why if he was in Augusta, he should have came to the mental health 
um event and, and, at the at the Augusta Public uh, Library. And he probably would shot that up too. Stupid oh, ass. <laughs> and, and try to get away on on a, a dirt bike. Right. Oh, oh my god. Or oh, a four wheeler. You know what I'm saying? Stupid ass. Right up my dumb ass a week, man. Well, let's get off that and get to some good stuff. The good stuff. I got, I got some travel tips, okay? Okay. I got some go. travel got? tips. You know, I love to go on my Groupon now, okay? They got a Fortnite all-exclusive. That's the only thing that I look for. You need to look for the all-exclusive with air, okay? And this is actually going to Cancun, Mexico, and it's starting off, like I said, it's four days, and it's starting off at $4.99, depending on where you're uh, flying from, okay? And it's flying from Fort Lauderdale, Houston, Orlando, Atlanta, D.C., Chicago, Dallas, New York, okay? All exclusive. Meals, snacks, unlimited beverages, daily activities, uh, nightly entertainment, and all hotel taxes and gratuities are included. Go on down to uh, Cancun, Mexico, and get you some of that sun. Man, I'm gonna go down to Cancun and leave some kids down there. What the hell, you talking about? Leave it, some it, kids it, down it, there. Leave some kids down there. If it's gonna keep being cheap like this, yeah. <laughs> go and check it out. Of course, you have to book by a certain date. But yeah. let me tell you something: four days with air and uh, all inclusive. Four night, I'm sorry, you can't be that. Starting Hell off at no, four ninety nine, and four ninety nine is um leaving from Miami or or Fort Lauderdale. Damn, yeah, you can't beat that, man. Yeah, DC is five seventy nine. You can't. Man, you beat definitely that. can't beat that. You definitely can't beat that. Damn. Mm -mm. Yeah, you definitely, man. I'm telling you, mm -hmm. before this mm -hmm. before this summer over, I'm gonna go ahead and hop on one of these things because, mm -hmm. like I said, I got that. I got that Groupon credit. I got to use that Groupon credit. You got to. You go ahead and use it. I got one more. Okay. So you know how we support our black businesses. Yep. Um, I found a black-owned bed and breakfast, and it's actually called the Magnolia House Inn, and it's close by you. It's in Hampton, Virginia. Really? Yes. The Magnolia House Inn, right there. Yeah, down. Magnolia House Inn. It's probably down by Buffalo Beach. And it's um, located uh, in the waterfront downtown area. And it's actually listed on the National Register of Historic Places and the uh, Virginia Landmarks Register. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's, it's over there by the, the little, um, the military base area by Buck Road yeah. Beach. Because it sounds familiar. Yeah. I'm going to look into that. Yeah, look into it. They got all kind of special. Um, uh, specials and packages uh -huh. there's things to do dining uh, beaches, water sport entertainment, all this is located not too far from this bed and breakfast and I picked it because like I said it's black on oh, hey look at you look at you dropping gyms because I didn't know nothing about it but yeah. it, sound familiar. it really sounds familiar I'm going to check it, it out it says approximately like 30 minutes west of Virginia Beach and 30 minutes east of the Colonial Williamsburg and Bush Gardens. So you can kind of get a area yeah, of where it is. I, yeah, I think it's in the Buckrow Beach area. And Buckrow Beach is, is nice secluded. They have like a little party area over there when they have DJs mm -hmm. and stuff. So yeah, 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 yeah okay. Yeah. Wow, okay. Damn. Yeah. Let me 
go down there. I'm gonna have to uh, try to stay there. Yeah, go and stay there. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that would have did with it, ain't? Ooh, that would have did with it, ain't? <laughs> okay. Shit. So anyway, all right. So we had a great show today. I'm thinking about the yes, thing we Man, that was a yes. great show today. Man, I don't Phenomenal. I'm glad he was so vibrant and inspiring. Oh yep. my gosh. It's yep. like, you know, now you know, from episode one to episode 16, you know, we just getting better and better. Um, we you know still have some things that we can work on, things like that. We can always perfect our, our craft, but that's right. I'd like to say we kind of like doing some things out here in these streets a little bit. <laughs> We got some other guests coming on this. this, And we got some gems. We got some gems coming. Y'all stay tuned now. You know, stay tuned. Share our podcast. That's right. You know, come look for us. I got my Instagram up now. You know, April Golden Goddess Queen Ship. Look me up. I'm there. Uh huh. And y'all already know where to find me. Arthur Dyer Shakur. The Arthur Dyer Shakur. Arthur D. Shakur. Etc. 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 I'm gonna put it in the link. Everyone I post, okay? So y'all know where to look. Where to find look for us? Look for us. We on all here. platforms. On all platforms. Spotify, Apple, Apple Anchor, you know YouTube. YouTube. We everywhere. You know what I'm saying? We everywhere. Man, April. Hey, this was another great episode. It was another good one. Man, look at that. Look at us trying to be grown. We ran a little long today, but it was worth it, though. Oh, yeah, it was definitely worth it. It was definitely worth it. But I told you that was going to happen. Let's not, say, let's, let's not say we went long. Let's say we put some season on, on this episode, right? We, just put, we put some season. Wait, everybody eats. That everybody eats. Even me. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. But it was a great episode, man. With that being said, man, let's go get up out of here. Peace. Yeah. Let me talk my shit. Uh, never hear Bill talk cheap Sipping on mud, I'ma talk in my sleep Whole brick of salt, what it cost my piece 1500 what I got on my feet This off white, what I got in my back Selling off white, what I got in my pack Don't play ball, what I play with them racks City guild niggas don't know about sex Just drop 30 in the 5.0 Roger gon' blow when I ride through slow 25 nines and the D's all go. BBS diamonds, yeah, I got that glow Whoa